Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast throwing it back to 2006. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who was a senior in high school in January of 2006. I was. It's me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother who was a sophomore in college. That is correct. Trey Newman. All right. On today's episode, we are going to look back at maybe the best college football game, at at the very least in our lifetime, but potentially of all time, the BCS championship for the 2005 season, which was played in the Rose Bowl on January 4th, 2006. And before you listen to this episode, why not watch the game yourself? It's on YouTube, uh, no commercials. So we've all got a, a lot of time to kill indoors. So it was kind of a good time for us to, to do this episode. Um, so let's get into it. We'll start with the buildup to this game. What do you guys remember about that? Yeah, I just remember it's been, it had been going on for like almost the entire year yeah. just because of, you know, Texas winning the Rose Bowl the year before and they were always you know, the whole thing was thinking they're going to, it's going to be back in the Rose Bowl again the next year. Of course, USC, they won 30 something straight in a row and 34. Yeah, 34. And they were, these teams were one and two the entire year. You know, that at the time people were saying it's maybe the two, arguably the two of the best teams of all time. You know, they were so dominant. And, but I will say going into the game, most of the talk was about USC just didn't, because they were going for a three peat, deservedly so. And they were just kind of the top dog. They'd like you said, they'd won thirty four in a row. You Texas had won nineteen in a row though, so that's yeah. that was a record. Like combined fifty three straight wins for the two teams. That was the most that's ever happened. But um, yeah, and Texas was, was coming off of uh, a pretty good Big Twelve championship. They beat Colorado. Do you, do you guys remember the score? They put up seventy. I remember that it was seventy to three. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was say something three. Okay, Isn't that wow, crazy. Yeah. I mean, no, the, the, the hype was insane because, like you said, Ryan, it was a collision course that was built for a full year. Like, these were the teams that in the preseason, this was going to happen. It happened. And there were, you were talking about like the best teams of all time. Like, ESPN in the build up to the game was already kind of claiming SC as one of the best teams ever, even kind of putting them in the discussion with, you know, those those top teams we always talk about of all time prior to the prior to the game and uh i mean it was it was insane the other the one other little fact was it was the first time in history to have two heisman winners on the same team because they had reggie bush had just won it and leinert had won it the year before and then not to mention vince young finished second to to reggie so yeah it was not the first time to have two heisman winners on the same team we will get to that when we have the trivia zone later uh oh! But that's there. You go. That's a, that'll be a fun question. Don't worry, Trey. It was a long time ago, so <laughs> you're not. I don't blame you. Um, okay. But let's see. Same time in the same backfield. Nope, that's also not true. <laughs> Son of a gun. <laughs> well, are we considering Archie Griffin here? Are we? Oh no, no, not counting that. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I hope my right. facts are right, but we can we can discuss it then. Um. Yeah, no, but you guys laid it out. Liner was thirty-seven and one as a starter headed into the game. Uh, Vince Young twenty-nine and two, and yeah, had USC won or USC was looking to be, I mean, their three-year run, like you said, going for a three-peat, that would have been one of the greatest ever, if not yeah. the greatest. 
Yeah, absolutely. They were on another level. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's recap the game then. So just to kind of set the scene, like I said, January, January 4th, 2006, USC was a seven point favorite. The over under was 71. So they expected a lot of, a lot of points to be scored. And the game was announced by Keith Jackson with Dan Fouts as the color commentator. And let's just uh, listen to those those beautiful pipes of Keith Jackson with a, a great intro to the game. <laughs> the royalty of college football is in assembly at the Rose Bowl 2006. Bush, Liner, Young, and their legion. By consensus, the teams rank one and two with nary a whisper of dissent. The site for this ultimate showdown in college football is one of the famed arenas of sport, the Rose Bowl, where the festival of postseason play was started more than a hundred years ago in the city of Pasadena, California. You just don't get intros like that anymore. No, no, you don't. No build up like that. Good stuff. Um, and then you also don't get this anymore. What Keith Jackson said right before kickoff, a little bit of a tone change. My only expression at this point is, we're going to play football. Yippee! Did not expect that from Keith Jackson. But <laughs> the reason he said that, and he said it like that, was because there'd been, like we talked about, such a buildup to this game, you know, from the end of the se- well, from the beginning of the season, but from the end of the season till kickoff, it just feels like forever. It felt like months. Yeah. Finally here. Yeah. And and what what was really cool about this with Keith is it was his final game broadcasting. Like Yeah. What that's a, game. a pretty great way to go out. Yeah. Major football nostalgia there to have him call it. All right. So let's go uh quarter by quarter. Uh Trey, you can lead us through through the first quarter. Okay. So if you look at the first quarter in total, SC really dominated this quarter. Uh in the very beginning Texas forced a, a three and out and Aaron Ross fumbled the the first punt and SC automatically recovers. They they march down the field easily. Lendell White walks in for a touchdown on that short field. And then after that, Texas, there, there was kind of the first big decision of the game when they were at midfield and Texas went for it on fourth and short. SC stuffed them easily. And so, boom, another short field for yeah. for SC. But I, the one thing for Texas, though, is their the positive was that their pass defense played really well, particularly in the in the first quarter. They didn't let Leinart and the receivers like you know Dwayne Jarrett, Steve Smith get loose. They 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 tried. Well, that but, changed later in the game, but yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. First, the first quarter, they they were preventing it <laughs> yeah. from getting out of hand. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been um, it could have been a lot worse for for Texas in that first quarter, given how been. sloppy they were. You mentioned a couple of the plays. I don't know if you're gonna to get to any more Trey, but I've got some some notes on the mistakes they made. I mean, I, yeah, I had a few. There was Texas, so SC kind of on that short field. They they ended up moving it down, but Texas, their defense stepped up. They held SC on fourth down when uh, Leinart attempted a quarterback sneak around. It was around the Texas twenty. Um, but Texas's offense, outside of some intermediate passes, they they really couldn't do much. So SC's defense was was setting the tone early in the first quarter, um, and SC their offense, their run game was in control. Not so much their their pass offense. Um, and the first quarter ended up being seven nothing USC, but it kind of felt worse that you felt like SC was in control. 
Yeah, because Texas, I mean, they had some boneheaded plays. Uh, their linebacker, Killebrew, had a late hit on Leonard out of, ba- out of bounds just way too late. Uh, there was a face mask by Michael Huff that kept a, a USC drive alive. Jamal Charles fumbled just by running into his own lineman. So just a, a comedy of errors. But like you said, they were only down, what, 7 nothing after the, the first quarter? Yeah. Yeah, and then turnover and downs uh, on their own. I mean, they just, yeah, it was rough. That was not a good first they, quarter. It was the first time all year Texas hadn't scored in the first quarter. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I was, I was looking at the, uh, just the Vince Young, they put up the stats, you know, as soon as the, the first quarter, they put up Vince Young's name, whatever, and they show the stats of the QBs, how he's done this year. And you look at his stats and it's like, so here's the, here's the stats. This, let me, you know, 64% completion percentage, 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 850 yards rushing. What's your what's your reaction to that nowadays? Yeah, it's like, a it's a different time. That Kyler Murray makes those numbers, and and Joe. Burrow. I mean, it's a joke, right? It's crazy. Just like yeah. that's like half of what you know Kyler and stuff are putting up. It's I know just, it's crazy. And Matt Leinart, they showed he had I think twenty seven touchdowns, seven picks on the year. So yeah, it's just like by today's standards, it doesn't look that crazy. They don't even sniff New York with those numbers now. No, you know, no. So I don't know. I just that that just kind of caught my eye. Um. But yeah, so going on to the second quarter here, um, I, I mean, I'll, there was obviously a Texas USC <laughs> had a pretty pretty rough turnover to start, which we'll touch on later. But uh, Texas got some early got some momentum there in the second quarter um, off of a giveaway, and they they drove all the way to the end zone uh, or to the red zone, excuse me. Uh, but again, they fumbled, uh, which resulted in like a twelve yard loss or something for Texas. And so they had to settle for a for a long forty six yard uh, David Pino. I wouldn't have got that guy's name if you told me. I would have, <laughs> I had no idea who that guy was. So, but yep. So they had, they had to settle for a field goal. But then USC. This was a bad quarter for USC. Uh, on their next possession, uh, they had a really nice drive going. Um, but you know they were close to the red zone, and Liner threw a p- uh, pass to like the left corner, right about this sideline of the end zone, and. You got it picked. Michael Griffin just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was a great made play. A super great interception. Uh, they originally called it out of bounds, um, but even live, you're just like, no, that was yeah, that was good. That, they got to review that, and it was clear as day that he was in bounds. So that was you know two possessions, two turnovers already in the second quarter for SC. But that yeah, that was another chance for SC to like kind of take control. They yeah. had chances they to had kind of chances. blow the game open. Yeah, never did. One thing you you bring up the the replay review. When I was watching this game in the first quarter, I was kind of thinking that replay review wasn't around yet. So I, I was a little bit surprised. It when, crossed my mind. Yeah, yeah. And so I looked it up. It actually this was basically the first year that most conferences had replay review. Was this okay. two thousand five? So well, I mean they yeah they needed it. I mean that's yeah I, that just like it's so just for something like that. It's so obvious. It was a pick. Like you got to re- just. Imagine that not being, a, you know, reviewed. Yeah. It's just such a screw. Well, we, so, well I, you're probably going to get to a play that was not reviewed. In exactly. The, <laughs> in the next possession, Texas took over after that interception. More controversy here. They drove all the way down, had it first and 10 at the SC 22. Um, and Vince Young, they ran an option play. He ran about 10 yards and he was getting tackled. Uh, but as he was being tackled, he pitched it over to Selvin Young, who went the rest of the way for the touchdown and, but, you know, they, they show the replay, and when as Vince Young is being tackled, his knee is 
clearly down with the ball in his hands before he pitches it. It should have been a first down and from about the 11 yard line or so. They didn't review it though. Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't. How do you not review yeah, that? What, what are, are we doing? Yeah, guys? what are like, you doing? Well, review that's, booth? that's like, why we have the rule now that we review all scoring plays automatically. Well, just review any. I mean, even if that didn't result in a touchdown, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. But you know, that's the, the key part of that drive is Texas went to a, they went to a more up-tempo, no huddle, mm-hmm. and yeah. they, they were able to have some success. Vince's strength, yep. So, they had, I mean, they got the, the touchdown. Maybe they would have scored a touchdown anyways, even if they did call him down. But still, that was one that, uh, they missed the extra point, uh, but they should have got that. Well, not according <laughs> to um, uh, to Keith Jackson. What? He thought, he, I, he called it incorrectly. Oh, of course. I don't mean to take a shot at Keith Jackson, but well, yeah, he, wow. he did make quite a few mistakes in this well, game. Dan Fouts does as well later in the game. So yes, was, he did. Well, okay, well, I don't remember on. what you're referring to, Ryan, but I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to it. So, um, all right. So the next one, uh, next possession, USC went three and out, uh, and Texas got it back, scored really quickly again. So they were up sixteen to seven. Um, and here's the Dan Fouts thing that proves that Dan Fouts is a is not that smart. So USC <laughs> has the ball. Liner tries to throw like kind of a wheel route to Reggie Bush, and a, a Texas defender—I forget who it was—a Texas defender goes and like jumps in, jumps kind of backwards, but up in the air. So he's like catches the ball in the air. Oh, I remember and, this. Yes, and yes. then he lands on the ground, and the ball just breaks free. You know, like he just couldn't hold on to it as soon as he nailed the ground, and like you know, incomplete, right? But and they're going to go on to the next play, but Faust is like, "That's an interception. He a ground can the ground cannot cause the ball to come loose. That's interesting. I, yep. I can't believe they're not. Lo- you know, like it's like, dude, not on a pass like that. What yeah, because he was Fouts? in the air. He was in the air. He, he didn't he have possession. And even the even the Texas defender knew it. Like he he was he grabbed his yeah, helmet. Like everybody oh, he knew, knew it, except for Fouts. <laughs> everybody but Fouts knew it's like yeah, dude. that was pretty and bad. They, they go back to it too. Like after the next play they go back to it and like replay it again or something and then Fouts is still going on it and it's like dude <laughs> oh come on Fouts yeah that was bad not good uh the anyways so USC they ended up uh getting to the red zone there on that drive um but then Liner got sacked twice in a row it kicked him out of field goal range or kicked him out of the end zone or going for a touchdown they got a field goal uh 43 yarder to end the half with like two seconds left so Mario Danello. Mm-hmm. Your boy, Mike. Uh, yeah. So is he the one sixteen that, to ten? Did he die? Were, he did. Yeah, I was going to get to that later. Um, oh, yeah. Well, that's okay. But but yeah, unfortunately, he passed away. But I'll we'll bring him up again later. Um, but okay. So that we're at halftime now. Then let's uh, let's listen to the the halftime interviews on the field. So we've got Todd Harris with Pete Carroll and Holly Rowe with Mac Brown. Here's Todd. Pete, what do you need to fix at halftime? Well, we, we, we gave a couple opportunities away to him, you know, and then we just have to do a much better job of that. We don't normally do those kinds of things. I don't know why Reg flipped that ball back. You know, we were in pretty good shape right there. Uh, that, that's the first thing. We got to slow him down. They had a little momentum going with the no huddle thing. We got to slow that thing down. Your quarterback, Matt Leinard, how is he? He's okay. He's okay. He got rocked a little bit, but he's all right. We'll see you in the second half. Holly? I'm here with Mac Brown. Coach, in that midway point through the first half, your team seemed to pick up some momentum. What happened to get that momentum? Oh, Holly, it's a, a great ball game between two great football teams. And I think ours were trying a little too hard, and we really stunk the first part of it. We've settled down now, and what a ball game. Should what? be a great second half. What stunk? 
Well, we fumbled the ball twice, and, and then we laid it on the ground another time when we're going in to score, and uh, we had an opportunity or two on defense we didn't make. But it's a great football team, and we've got to protect the ball better the second half. All right, thanks, Coach. Thank you. Coherent Mac Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. Um, okay, so we are to the third quarter now, and this is when the kind of the offensive explosion started happening for both teams. So USC's first drive, very easy. And on that drive, Lendell White had an insane stiff arm on Michael Huff. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that play. Just threw him down. That was yeah. that was awesome. Um, and then next play, Lendell White, uh, short touchdown run. So USC takes the lead, 17-16. to 16. Now Texas gets the ball, and they kind of started going to the freshman, Jamal Charles. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Who? Maybe once or twice. Yeah, yeah, he had some success. Uh, and then ultimately, Vince Young, 15-yard touchdown run on a zone read, so... Texas takes back the lead, 23-17. to 17. USC comes back, another easy drive, um, and it ended with a, a Lendell White touchdown. And Leinart, really, he kind of, he had his struggles in the first half a, a little bit, but, I mean, he was, the third quarter, he was perfect. He so was, Yeah, he, he, on the money, like, every throw was perfect. He was, he was awesome. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, this drive led to a, uh, like I said, I, th- I think I already mentioned it, but another Lendell White touchdown. So that was the third lead change of the quarter. So it's 24-23 USC now. And then on the next drive for Texas, uh, there was a weird sound on the telecast. And I, I have, I've pulled out the clip and I want you to try and help me find out what this is because I have no idea. So it happens towards the end of this clip. Third down and five. That's an alien. alien it's an alien? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Clearly. I'm going to play. I just isolated just the sound here. You guys look alien. stumped. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll never know. If any listeners out there can identify the sound, I would love to know. Uh, but anyway, on that drive again, Texas drives down the field easy. Vince Young had a 45-yard run, his biggest run of the game. Um, but then that led to a field goal at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Trey. I can't. I didn't watch the fourth quarter. I just watched the third quarter. Eh, you didn't miss much. Eh. Yeah, exactly. The third quarter though was crazy because there were there were three lead changes and and it was obviously building up to be a classic. But it, like you said, it kind of came out of nowhere because the defenses were pretty solid in the first half. All of a sudden, the offense yeah. woke up. Yeah. So fourth quarter, as you you uh, hinted at, Mike, they. Um, Pino missed a short field goal for Texas, so they ended up still down 24-23. Then, from that point on, Lendell White got going downhill. Uh, He had a couple easy first downs, and they got down to the Texas 27, and Reggie Bush took a handoff. He bounced it to the outside and ran for one of the most athletic touchdowns you'll ever see. Like Even in today's game, that was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Not only was his speed insane— his jump and he had a flying flip into the end zone made it just look incredible. Honestly, I've never really seen a play like it. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it's funny how you remember this game. You remember Reggie Bush kind of struggling, I guess, mostly because of we've hinted at it a couple times, but because of the uh, the lateral play that he attempted. But you look at his stats, 177 combined rushing and receiving yards, 6.3 yards per carry. He had this touchdown like he had a pretty dang good game overall. He, I mean, just in general, he was so fun to watch. Whether you 
liked or didn't like SC, he, watching him, he was a human highlight at at SC. Uh, here's the, here's what uh, Dan Fouts had to say after that touchdown run where he, you know, he flipped into the end zone. I guess he was Dan Fouts was playing on the fact that he looked like he was flying, so he made that <laughs> sort of a, a weird reference. It's a game of Quidditch to Reggie Bush. Where's his broom? I don't see any broom. He's got the snitch in the end zone. Touchdown for Reggie Bush. It's kind of a weird thing to say. All right. I don't think Keith Jackson knew what he was talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So at this point, SC's up 31-23. Texas needs to respond. They actually do drive down. They kick another field goal. They make it 31-26. There's just under nine minutes to go. So now their defense needs to to step up. Only problem was USC responded very quickly. In a few plays, they were already down into the near the Texas red zone. And Liner threw a touchdown to Dwayne Jarrett to go up 38-26. And it it really at that time, I remember watching it. And even if you watch it back, it, it looks like a dagger. And especially symbolically when the Texas safety and corner collide and they're both down on the ground for a long time. It just kind of, you just thought the sales were out of Texas. Yeah. It was four straight, uh, four straight touchdowns for, for USC on four straight possessions. Yeah. And they had a field goal on the, the one before that. So it was five straight scoring drive. It's just crazy. Um, so then the Vince show kind of starts. So Vince uh, kind of attacked USC's conservative zone defense, just, throwing short passes uh, with five and a half minutes to go. He, he, he actually almost made the, the worst play of the game. He, he threw a t- Ryan terrible Ting. up for what grabs pass. And yeah, Ryan Ting just decided to knock it down instead of picking it off, which was, yeah. he was by himself. He could have easily picked it off. Game would have essentially been over, but he just decided to knock it down. Second life for Texas. Vince ends up putting SC's defense on skates uh, he scores on a 17-yard uh, scramble, and there's four minutes to go. Now now's when things get a little bit crazier. Oh, yeah. There's kind of actually an odd series of plays here. So the clock's running, and I know Texas has their timeouts, but SC threw an incomplete pass to their fullback, not the most athletic receiver. Uh, so that allows Texas to not have to use one of their timeouts, or as Keith Jackson would say, times out. Exactly. Uh Okay, so they, they do that. But then on third and seven, Lendale rumbles for nearly a first down, but he fumbles. And Steve Smith fortunately recovers that. Yeah. If he doesn't fumble, he actually might have still got the first down. It was really close. He was getting close, but but that was Lendale White's first fumble of the season. Yeah. Which is so not, not his first lost fumble. Well, obviously, he didn't lose it, but that was just his, his first, first fumble. fumble. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. Well, he and Bush had one fumble coming into the game the entire really? season. And then wow. in this game, they had two. Yeah, good point. So now we get to one of the most talked about plays uh, really in, in kind of college football history, if you've followed it, especially in recent history. We've got the fourth and short for SC. So they're, you know, they're just past midfield. What do you, what do you guys kind of think of what happened? Do you want me to break it down? What do you, what do you guys think? Well, so I can I can speak about it. So, yeah, there's there's two thirteen left in the game, uh, like you say, fourth and short, fourth and two, and USC's up by five. So, and and Texas has one timeout left. So I like the decision to go for it for sure. Absolutely, I, mean, I, I think 
I think that's almost a no-brainer. You get it. You don't you don't automatically win, but almost. Um and I think the call was the actual play call was great. I mean, you give it to Lendell White, he's one of the best short yardage backs in college football history. That's what they've done all year, um oftentimes on on fourth and short. What everyone talks about is not having Reggie Bush on the field. Yeah. And to me that is just kind of it's just kind of dumb. Like so they had a fullback back there with Lendell White to block for him. You're obviously not going to have Reggie Bush do that. So I guess maybe you could split him out wide, but I'm pretty sure it was either Steve Smith or or probably Dwayne Jarrett that was split out wide. Like I think Dwayne Jarrett is as big, if not more of a threat out there than even Reggie Bush would be. So it's a I, dumb I just, argument. They had done yeah. it a few times in the game already where Bush was on the sideline and Blundell, you know, third and one and fourth and one, and they've already converted those easily. Uh, they got like they had a fourth and one from about the 11 at one time and Lendale just breezed through and he got a touchdown. So they had done it like three times in that game. And USC's low line had been pushing them easily. Like there's they had been getting those short yardage things. No problem. So I there is absolutely no problem with the call for me. It just yeah, you just didn't it just didn't happen. But it was the right call. F- fine with the play call. You know, people, f- you know, it's just hindsight 2020, obviously. I'm to- I'm totally fine, obviously, giving it to Lendale. They they probably should have um but i mean it 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 would have been nice because there was a lot of times where you watch the broadcast and they did they would put the little the broadcast would actually put the little uh like arrow pointing to where reggie was on the field and i yeah i agree that like Jarrett's just as good on the outside as as reggie but maybe just an added dimension but you're you're right ryan hindsight's totally 2020 Okay, so what when ended up happening on the play, Trey? So, <laughs> Lendell White ran for a 50-yard touchdown. Oh, no, my God. So, yeah. so, of course, Texas stymied the the SC drive right there. They they stuffed Lendale, and he was short, and boom, Texas's ball. A couple minutes to go, down five. And at this point, you kind of had watched, and you, you saw what Vince Young had been able to do. You're kind of already thinking, oh, like, Texas, probably going to score here. But it was still big bad USC, so you, you had to wait and see. So now t- Vince Young gets the ball back. They have a third and twelve with a minute and a half to go, and they're at their own forty. And and Young on the previous couple plays was a little rattled, um, so they SC kind of thought they had him where he wanted him. He throws a short pass to Quan Cosby, and SC forces a fourth down. The only problem with that is that they clearly had a face mask on him and it ended up resulting in a first down. So that yeah, was huge, yeah. obviously. It was going to be like fourth and five or fourth yeah, and six. Yeah, it wasn't like and fourth and short. It was a, at least five. Yeah. Well, it was about four yards. H- huge play. Yeah. And uh, also weird that this was back when they had five-yard face masks. That's It was only a five-yard yeah. penalty. Yeah. Incidental yeah. face mask, yeah. But there was no denial. It was it was a clear face mask. So Texas ends up, after the the penalty, makes a couple plays to get down and set up fourth and five with 26 seconds left at the nine-yard line. And a lot of us that have watched college football can kind of remember Keith Jackson's call. I don't know, Michael, if you want to oh, play it. I've got it. I've got it locked and loaded, Trey. There you, oh, go. you go. We we could all do it probably on our own, but... Fourth and five, the national championship on the line right here. He's going for the corner. Young scores. 
Man, I, mean, I want to be a Texas two fan. Two years at in that a row. Point. Vince Magic in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Just incredible. Wow. Texas fans got to have goosebumps listening to that. I mean, it's just like, wow, what a, what a, ah, it's so cool. Yeah. Especially the way it happened, like Vince on fourth yeah, down. I mean, if you were, uh, there's, that's the, the peak. If you're a Texas fan, it will never, ever get better than that. No, it won't. There's no way. It was uh, an awesome game, but. I mean, it technically wasn't over at that point. Yeah, no, you, USC had a shot. USC did yeah, threaten. Yeah, Leinart kind of did a little pitch to Reggie, and Reggie made a good play to get up, you know, just past midfield. Yeah, he got to like um, the 45 or something. Yeah, so they yeah, were at no, the, he, sorry, they were at the Texas 43 with eight seconds left. Yeah. Um, no timeouts, though. So they just, I guess the play there is to, okay, just do a quick pass to the outside, get out of bounds, and, and try and kick a game-tying field goal, but... Liner just made a really bad decision. He just yeah. scrambled around forever, wasted time, and threw it away. Basically, I know. I think he saw that his first target was was defended, and he just like he said, "Oh crap!" And then he just yeah scrambled and made not a good play. That it was kind of too bad. It ended that way. Yeah, that was a, that was a big mistake. That was that was what it was. So there you have it. Texas wins forty one thirty eight. And then of course he had the iconic image of Vince Young. With the the confetti all around him, pointing yep. to the crowd, very cool. Um, okay, before we uh, we get to some, we're gonna give out some awards and superlatives for this game. Got some other uh, stuff to talk about here, and I'll start us out with a trivia zone. Um, I'm gonna ask you a trivia question here. Trivia. Doesn't matter what it is, you have answers. Zone. When you ask me those kind of questions, it really pisses me off. Trivia Zone. So this was actually the Aflac trivia question during the game. So we'll see. It's kind of uh, viewing comprehension for you guys. Who are the three players to win two Rose Bowl Player of the Game awards? I know I, I know two of them just because I remember that I saw this and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Ron Dane and Charles White. Nailed it. Yep. So Ron Dane did it 99 to 2000. But the guy, I don't remember. It was a long time ago and I, I <laughs> couldn't come up with a name right now, honestly. Uh, yeah. No, you're, I would, it would be a miracle if you came up with it. So yeah, I was saying Ron Dane. I would have, I, if, if you didn't tell me, I would have gotten Ron Dane. I wouldn't have, if like, if I hadn't seen the game, I would have come up with Ron Dane, but Charles White and the next guy I would not have probably. Okay. So anyway, Ron Dane, Wisconsin, uh, 99 and 2000 did it. Uh, Charles White in 79 and 1980 for USC. And then the last one was in 1960 and 1961, Bob Schlerett for Washington. Oh, well, who could forget? Oh, yeah. No idea who that is. But actually, so that was at the time that Keith Jackson asked the question, it was only three, but it is now four. Can you name the fourth player to have won two Rose Bowl player of the games? Was it, did McCaffrey do it two years in a row? No. 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 Um, okay. Rose Bowl MVP two years in a row. Well, wait, Vince. Uh, <laughs> yes exactly it's a trick question <laughs> oh geez oh god it's young so michigan he, and usc he had one oh, the year wow. before and then this uh, 2006 rose bowl marked the first time they were doing uh offensive and defensive players of the game so uh yeah so vince young won the offensive player of the yeah. game in, in this one and it was uh michael huff won defensive 
If you look back like historically, the Heisman wise, there's really two players where you would say if you voted after the bowl game, it would be almost a no brainer. Vince Young. Yeah. Although, I mean, Reggie was pretty incredible. I'm not taking that away, but yeah, I know the joke that Reggie lost it, but um, Vince Young and then Tommy Frazier, but Vince Young really, after you're watching that game, you're like, that guy won the should have won the Heisman. Yeah, if you included that game, yeah, it would have been unanimous pretty much. Yep. Um, okay, I actually have a second trivia zone, so I'm going to play the clip again. I like the clip. Um, I'm going to ask you a trivia question here. Trivia. Doesn't matter what it is, you have answers. Zone. When you ask me those kind of questions, it really pisses me off. Trivia zone. Okay, so in the game, Reggie Bush and Lendell White reached a career 99 combined touchdowns, the most in history by two teammates. Whose record of 97 touchdowns did they pass in the game? And since this is such a tough question, I can give you the decade if you'd like. Two teammates, touchdowns in their, I'm sorry, in their career. Right, as, yeah. Uh, Is it? In the 80s. Earlier. Oof. All right, so 70s? Earlier. 60s? Jeez Louise. <laughs> earlier. 50s? A little bit earlier. 40, 40, yes, oh, the 40s. Oh, God. Um, Doc Blanchard and Glenn Davis. Boom. Very yeah, okay. good, Trey. Go. <laughs> yeah, so it was Army. Mr. Was Inside, say, the, the original Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside. Yeah. Doc Once Blanchard. we went back that far, I was like, it had to be one of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's crazy, so, though, that they broke their record, you know, that late. Yeah, that's that a long, long you know? time. It's a long time. I don't know if the the record still stands. I tried to Google as much as I could, um, mm. wasn't able to find it out. I, I just had to resort to just trying to think of of two players who might have done it and just kind of looking myself and adding Good up their question. touchdowns. Um, I thought I found it. I was very proud of myself. Colin Kaepernick and Robert Turbin. Oh, wow. But, but passing and they, touchdowns don't. No, that you don't count. I didn't count passing touchdowns, but really, yeah. I mean, Kaepernick would rush for like fifteen to twenty touchdowns every wow. year, and uh, because I remember them, the two of them kept rushing for, or at least one year, both rushed for a thousand yards. They might have even had three thousand yard rushers. Actually, now that I think about it, one year. But anyway, um, Robert Turbin was injured his his senior uh, year, or else they would have done it. Oh, really? They, oh, they wow. very likely would have done it. But now that I think about it, they did have another running back at that time. I wonder if he combined with Kaepernick. Probably not. Probably not if you had Turbin there. Yeah. That's interesting. Now I want to think about that. Like who Wisconsin uh, had a stretch of running backs, but they were probably all kind of individual, like Moneyball, yeah, Gordon. Right. They were all probably in their own years. Got to think of a either a dual threat quarterback or a yeah, good wide like receiver. Tebow, I don't think he had anybody with him that would have. Or a good wide receiver running back duo. But like, yeah. Anyway, if any listeners out there find find anyone that, think that of combined one, yeah. for more than 99 touchdowns, and they had to do it while they were teammates, of course. Um, okay, so there's that. You know what? Let's go round three, guys. We ready for another trivia question? Yeah. Should I play the clip again? No. Ah, uh, okay. I won't. Uh, here it is. Reggie Bush and Matt Liner, of course, of course, both won the Heisman Trophy and played in the same backfield in this game. That was the first time two Heisman winners played in the same backfield 
since which two players did it. And Trey, you're, you're the fact that you said Matt Leiner and Reggie Bush were the first time is making me question this fact. Maybe, maybe the two guys I'm thinking of, like maybe they didn't play in a bowl game after the Heisman, you know, the second guy won the Heisman. So technically they didn't play together while they had both won the Heisman. I'm not sure, but got it is what it is. Are we talking about Army again here? Yes, we are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Doc Blanchard I mean, like, and Glenn Davis. Oh. I, 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 thought of, I thought about it ever since you brought it up at the beginning of the pod. I was like, I can't think of anybody in the recently that's, you know, done that. So I had, had to have been during that time. Yep. So. Okay. All right. Very good, guys. <laughs> that's the trivia zone. There you go. Uh, any other observations from the game? Just kind of random thoughts? Well, I was I looked at the stats after and it is... Texas only went three for 11 on third down. Like you kind of think of them if to, to kind of quote unquote get an upset, they would have had to be very successful on third down, especially trailing as much as they were late. They, they still only converted three third downs. Interesting. Yeah. I thought it was weird to see players just get lit up with no flag. Like there was a play early in the game, Michael Griffin just completely led with, what's that? On USC's fullback Kirkman. Exactly. He just led with his helmet very high and it clearly would have been obviously a 15 yard penalty these days but no flag that was bad that one was like holy cow how did they not even the keith well dan faust is like you know even at that time it's like that's got to be a flag well i think he was wrong though because he kept saying it was helmet to helmet which i think must have been the rule at the time yeah he just led with his helmet kind of but yeah but um yeah but those safeties for texas that's two of the that's one of the best safety duos in college football history michael griffin and michael huff oh totally yep they, well, their secondary was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they had... Um, Aaron Ross. Aaron Ross was like a backup. Like He played a yeah. lot, but... <laughs> yeah. They had a bunch of Griffins, Aaron Ross. Like, they were they were stacked huff. Yeah. Um, and then just having... Watching USC take every snap under center is kind of... Yeah. Interesting unique. to watch these days. Okay. I'll get... We got, we got more stuff coming. I'm saving my... Okay. My All right. Let's go. Let's here. go to the... Uh, the awards yeah. and the superlatives then. So yeah. our first one we have here, our first category, is the holy crap play of the game. Just a play that made you yell at the the TV screen. What's I mean, yours, Ryan? I'll take the obvious one. Reggie Bush's pitch. To okay. We're finally going to talk about it. I mean, my goodness. What is, what is he doing? It was a great play. Like It was a nice inside screen, and they set it up, and he ran really well. It had a nice couple jukes there. And you know, it's just he was he was going to get tackled. I I will say though, it it did kind of look open. You know, yeah. Like, it, I think his uh, vision was almost too good on that play. Like yeah, he had those exactly. three guys converge, and he's like, "Wait a second, this guy could run all the way." Yeah, but, I, you know, I feel like sometimes maybe teams should do that more. You know, I don't know. Yeah, just, it's yeah. I feel like it would happen more often. I don't know. Maybe they just are really ingrained not to. But um, but it also kind of hit me like when he pitched it. Did it go forward? It was forward. I, I looked know, at so it a few like, times. Yeah. Yeah. So that it was just. Um, it was, he was running so fast that yeah. it kind of <laughs> looks like he throws it backwards, but it's one of those that it carries forward. It's like the Stanford Cal game. Oh, okay. Well, that's a controversial take right there, Ryan. Yeah, that was a forward pass. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, I'm not going to say another one. That that Bush pitch was, was the play. I mean, because I, I was going to yell no matter what in that instance where if it was successful, the pitch was successful. 
that was crazy. And, yeah. you know, who knows how much further he would have advanced it. And then obviously the way it turned out, I just remember watching it like, what is he doing? And it's just, I, that was just incredible. <laughs> yeah. You just never see players do that. No, and it's weird because you, know? you do watch, like Ryan, like you said, it was there. Like when you're watching it, you can kind of see why he did it. But you just, when you think back, you're like, why the hell did he do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have the same answer. One play that was almost a holy, holy crap play was when USC ran that trick play to Dwayne Jarrett and he had Steve Smith wide open yeah. for, for a potential he touchdown. Just open. Overthrew him. He was, he was open. Okay. Well, for a wide receiver throwing it, it's not wide. Okay. Liner would have made a touchdown. Yeah. Liner would have definitely made a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next award is the, oh yeah, that guy award goes to the player coach or announcer that you were excited to see because you haven't thought about them in a long time who do you have trey mine was i just kind of had a just more of the name it was frosty rucker Mm. yeah he was on sc's defensive line he was their d end he was he was a force there but i kind of you just what a great name that's such a great college football name yeah frosty yeah usc had a really good defensive line that that year um and it was a year i checked orgeron this was the year after he had left to go coach Ole Miss. So, so Eddie O was, was not coaching in this game. Um, I said uh, my ultimate choice was Mario Danello. We, we talked about him earlier. So USC's kicker in this game and then in next year's the, the, or the next year's Rose Bowl um, again. And a few days after, after that win, he passed away after falling off of a, a cliff uh, nearby his house. So sad story there and yeah. just weird to watch him knowing what happens. happened kind of yeah. soon after yep that is um for me i, I said limus swede just i kind of forgot that name yeah. it's, it's a cool name and he didn't really i looked at his stats and he never really i mean he had like 800 yards and 12 touchdowns i think that year uh so a lot of touchdowns compared to the yards that he had but he never that was like by far his best year and, and uh yeah and then didn't really pan out well in the NFL. You know, he actually, yeah, he, he was supposed to be like Roy Williams was there yeah. in Texas. He wore his number four there and he just, he just didn't quite pan out. Yeah. He had that really memorable uh, play earlier in the year against Ohio State. So, so Texas killed everybody the entire year, except their second game, I think, against Ohio State at Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, Troy Smith was the quarterback and uh, Lima Swede made the game winning touchdown catch in that game. Yeah, that's right. right. Backpedaling. I remember that. Okay, uh, next category, who had the most underrated performance? And I thought here you could kind of pick any of the skill players on USC because yeah. kind of the, the losing side doesn't get the, the credit, but they put up 38 points against a good Texas defense. So I went with Dwayne Jarrett, 10 catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown against a really, really good Texas secondary like we talked about. He was just a beast. Like he, yeah, that play you talked about where, where his touchdown, where the, the Texas players ran into each other. Well, he also bowled over one of those guys. And yeah, one of them left with a, I think a yeah, broken arm. He was arm. a man amongst boys. Yeah. So Dwayne Jarrett. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I, I kind of have a couple. I'll, I'll just take one and then if Trey doesn't say it, I'll mention it. But, uh, I went with, uh, David Thomas, the tight end from Texas. He yeah. was awesome, dude. I kind of, I, he was a guy that I kind of forgot about. I mean, he was just catching everything. That guy had such a security blanket for him. He had 10 catches, I think, for 88 yards. Just a, he was awesome. I, I actually said David Thomas too, Ryan. Like he, oh, okay. the 10 catches, it felt like more because uh, he, he was Vince's go-to guy 
on what seemed like every drive. He would just constantly set in the middle of the zone and pick them apart. Yeah. The other guys was Michael is you're going skill position for USC. I said they're fullbacks. Yeah. It's weird to see fullbacks, but then they also had, they were in the passing game. They had four catches for 69 yards. Brandon Hancock and David Kurtman. They were yeah, we 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 were great with with fullbacks yeah. in that era. Of course, Stanley Havili after. Right. Yeah, Lendell White. I mean, we got to mention his stat line. I think 124 yards rushing and three touchdowns. He was No, he was excellent. awesome. Yeah, I mean, he probably would have been the MVP had Vince not had that magic. Yeah. And then Leinart in the the second half. I, I we we touched on it earlier, but he had a really really good second half, obviously. A little bit of struggles in the first half. Yep. Um, okay, who peaked in this game? So which which person was was at their apex here? I, who didn't? I mean, who who wasn't at their? I mean, yeah. Vince Young was. Mac Brown was. Yeah. Matt Leinart was. Uh, Dwayne Jarrett. I mean, Lendell. I mean, who who? Everybody. Uh, tell me somebody who wasn't at their apex of their. I, I mean, like their football career. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think who wasn't. Um, I mean, a lot of the coaches went on to do better things. Well, at least like Pete Carroll, he he won a Super Bowl after this. So obviously, yeah, you know, he went on to do better things. Lane Kiffin, he's become a head coach now. Uh, I don't know if he's done better. Yeah, I guess. But Gene Chizik, how about Gene Chizik? He won a national championship as a head coach at Auburn. True, Texas. true. That's right. I fr- almost forgot Texas that coordinator. that's that he was Texas a defensive coordinator. It just feels like so long ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Lendale really, if you look at it in terms of pure football, like after that, he did nothing really for yeah. the Titans. Yeah. He, the weight, the weight issue kind of hindered him. Yeah. That's maybe Lendale. I, I said Vince Young, but, but he did win an NFL rookie of the year. So at least he had one year of success after this, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lendale's good too. Um, okay, who blew the game? Who was who was the goat? If if there was one, man, I gotta say, I gotta say, just the defense for SC in in whole. I know it's not easy to to stop Vince, but they even both both Keith and Dan brought it up late in the game about SC just playing the zone, and they couldn't stop Young on the short passes or his runs, like. On his passes, he only had 6.7 yards per attempt, but it was effective. They were just, like we said, David Thomas. Um, I think if you ask Pete Carroll now, he would go back and be a little bit more aggressive, him and Ken Norton, and make Vince beat them with his deep ball. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. You bring up the the yards per attempt there. Um, just, I'm kind of thinking right now, without looking at the stats, even though there were, what, 79 points scored? It didn't seem like there were a ton of like huge plays, like 50 plus yard plays like you think of when you're watching Oklahoma play now. Just like Vince's really long run, but there other than that there wasn't like a, you know, too many yeah. game breakers. But yeah, for, uh for me I I said Reggie Bush, just his boneheaded pitch. I mean, that cost him at least 3, maybe 7. And when you look back at that game, that's the thing that you kind of remember as far as the uh-oh stupid moment so uh, it was just too big too big of a turnover there so yeah i said reggie okay i uh i went with darnell bing and it's just because of one play that last texas drive he was the, the one mask. that had that face mask yeah that oh yeah may very well, well have cost the game. for not catching a ball yeah yeah you could say that uh he also had a play i think it was ryan ting that uh he 
was trying to tackle like he was unblocked trying to tackle Vince Young and it was the play where Vince Young just just didn't move like he he tra- tackled yeah, him yeah, attempted to tackle him by his legs and just Vince Young was like who he are you I don't away, yeah like, he did, well no he didn't even throw it away he threw it to a a running back or something <laughs> like two <laughs> seconds out after he got hit it's like a, a an adult trying to be tackled by a baby it was that's like, exactly <laughs> what it was like uh yep. anyway okay who looked the most different in the game and i went with lane kiffin they showed yeah. him up in the press box once yeah he just he looked like a baby he was but he had a full he, excuse me i think i just knocked the mic sorry but he had a full goatee as well which was jarring um i looked it up do you guys know how old he was at the time Ooh, 28 trey oh man i'll say yeah i'll say 31 he was 30 dang it so you're oh. right around it which it's crazy <laughs> he's younger than i am now or younger than all of us are now at that time that yeah, is pretty amazing he you know coaching has been getting more and more young if you guys if, older. if yeah. the listeners if you want to see what we're talking about it was i marked it it was there's two minutes and 27 seconds left in the second quarter so if you go back and watch you can see the still shot of, yeah. of Lane with that goatee. Yeah. I I, I said uh, Brian Cushing. Uh, he was my second answer. It's <laughs> just because of what he turned into. Like, <laughs> he was a freshman. He wasn't quite as jacked as he eventually got. Yeah. He turned into the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other side of it, Pete Carroll looks exactly the same. He I does. Mean, for as old as he is, yeah. almost 15 years later, he's yep. exactly the same. That's true. Okay. We are to the MVP of the game. This one, whew, wow. it's got to be a Who could this tough be? choice. Ryan, you can go first. Yeah. I. You went with Pinot, Vince right? Young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pinot Noir, yeah. Mm. Uh, Vince Young, of course. How can you not? What, he had 267 passing yards and even 200 rushing. I mean, he was... On uh, 19 carries. Yeah, he had, you know, those stats, if he put those up kind of during the, the... Those were like the... Heisman stats now. I mean, I said his stats from the whole year yeah, that weren't that that impressive, uh, but in this game they were. Like that tells you how amazing that game was because those video game numbers weren't exactly happening in 2006. Yeah, I I completely echo that. I mean, he was just. He, I mean, figure if if you didn't have Vince Young, if they just put in like an average quarterback, Texas has no chance in that game because they're no one. Their running backs didn't do much. Like they, it was Vince against SC as far as the offense was concerned. So that was pretty incredible. But yeah, Vince Young, I mean, he, everyone talks about his running, but he led the nation in pass efficiency in 2005 as well. So he, he was a thrower. That's interesting with 10 picks. Yeah. And 64% completion percentage. At the time, that was good. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's it. I guess that's all the uh, the awards we have here. But the last question of the episode, any other catch-all things you have? Any funny or weird things you noticed during the game? I they Just that there was a, a an ad for like the NFL playoffs, you know, and it was saying advertisement for the Patriots game in the playoffs. And it was, you know, Tom Brady leading the Patriots. And it's just like, man, who would have thought that he, 14 years later, the guy would still be... yeah. Well, now he's going to be on the Bucks, but still be in the NFL. And like, that's just nuts. Because it tells you how like Vince Young is significantly younger than Brady. Right, you right. Know, yeah. And, you know? <laughs> so. Well, I, how about this? Are, were there, are there any players in that game that are still playing in the NFL? 
I know this, I'm bringing this up on the spot. Boy, um, that I would be surprised. This because yeah, it'd have to be a corner. No, I mean, not a corner. It'd have to be a quarterback, which there's not. Kicker, no. Yeah. Hunter. Well, what about their team? Is Jamal Charles still playing? I don't follow the NFL clearly that much. He might be the most. No, he tried a couple years ago. He's probably close. Him and Cushing are pretty close as far uh, as recency. Well, true, because he was a freshman. That's a good point, Trey. I forgot about that. Um, Maybe there were some younger guys on this teams that we don't even, right. didn't even really play. Yeah, as far as the, the stars of the game. I Ryan Khalil, right, for USC, he lasted quite a long time. Yeah. For the Panthers. I mean, I think, was he just like retired like last year or something? I don't know. But. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if anybody's still playing though. Anyway, um, one thing I noticed the the headsets for the coaches. Do you know what the the logo was on them? Was it singular? It was sing- singular wireless. Uh, of course. <laughs> oh wow! No longer exists. Did not notice that. <laughs> and then the other thing they showed during the game that was crazy. They showed a clip of I don't know if it was earlier in the day or or the day before. It had rained, and so they were trying to dry the field. And they brought two helicopters and just had them hover over the field, just around the field to dry it. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's crazy. That's pretty like, crazy. Do they still do that? I've never seen that. I, that's nuts. I didn't, I kind of remember hearing that now that you're bringing it up. It kind of jogs my memory a little bit, but yeah, that's. I remember that clip. Yeah. I wonder how crazy. effective it was. I mean. Probably pretty effective. I mean, if, they, if they're doing it, I, I'm guessing it's effective. <laughs> But who who come up who came up with that idea? I don't know. You know like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess the last little note I have here is uh, Keith Rivers, of course, started at linebacker in this game for USC, and I was in his class. I guess it was probably two years later, uh, and and he had just been drafted to go to the Bengals. Of course, very high draft pick, about to become a millionaire, and you know this is a few weeks after the draft or whatever, and we're about to take our econ final and i just remember him coming in with his Bengals hat and he just i mean if i were him i would have felt the same way but he just looked like he did he was so loose he did not care yeah and of course the rest of us are stressing you know and it's just i was so jealous of him like why would he care about this final at all (laughs) good for him for even showing up yeah that's true i mean what what, he was probably a senior then huh i think so i think so ah wow yeah Cool. All right. Didn't you have a funny story of another guy that you were in class with? Or or maybe that was at USD. Uh, Wasn't it Matt Barkley? No, I was in class with um, with, uh, Mitch Mustaine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he went by Mitchell. No, who was? (laughs) It was weird. Uh, Mitchell, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Or in line at a restaurant or something. I, I, I waited in line behind Mark Sanchez at oh, yeah, Jamba Juice, go. but that's not really a good story. Oh, that's, that's the extent of the story. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all. A, that's a pretty big story, though. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And he said <laughs> I was cool and that he would like to hang out. Sure. Yeah, Michael yeah. was just stalking all the SC quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, well, you would see sometimes like the linebackers walking around campus because at the time we had Maluga, Cushing, and... Mm, well i guess keith rivers maybe there's another guy i'm not well clay matthews so i think that was at the time yeah there was some big dudes yeah uh but anyway that'll do it for this throwback episode of the college football bros if you enjoy 
uh, you know, things involving historical teams, I'd highly recommend following one of our listeners, Michael, who he's at East Breeze on Twitter, and that's East B-R-E-E-S-E. And he is uh, using the NCAA football video game to simulate a 64-team bracket to find the greatest college football team of all time. So he's made all these rosters, put an insane amount of work in. So it's to pretty fun to rosters, follow. That is a huge, huge commitment. I know. I know. It's crazy. So um, yeah, give him a follow. And you can also follow us on Twitter at CFB Bros on Facebook, facebook.com slash college football bros. And on Instagram at college football bros. Um, there's got to be some something else they can do. Subscribe to the podcast. That oh, would be yes. great. Patreon. We got Patreon now. Yes, of course. Subscribe on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash college football bros. I have said way too many things. So I will bid you adieu and we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores.